Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future. Directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 70 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. The podcast designed to get you thinking about that dream life, getting you hyped to get that pencil move in, keeping you inspired and productive while you listen to this podcast. So get out a real juicy project because you are about to freak out. We got a heavy hitter coming up for you today. We got a year two Go Scout, illustrator, influencer. She's got advertisements out with H&M. She's got advertisements out with Samsung, Adobe, Microsoft. She is taking the globe by storm and she is storming the globe, traveling around, living her best life, figuring out exactly who she wants to be. It is amazing to talk to her. As always, you know I'm talking about my girl Crabtooth, aka Marley Gallardo. And of course, she's been on this podcast before, and it was time to give her a ring and see what she was up to, and she delivered, as always, what an amazing human being. So glad that I have a life full of all these amazing artists that I can just reach out to and connect with and vibe with and recharge with and charge up and all that is truly amazing. And uh, this is a fucking great episode. Um, For the first 20 minutes, she is wearing a puffy jacket, which is uh, getting picked up by the microphone a little bit. So there's a little bit of audio interference there. But um, I realize what it is, and she takes the jacket off, so it becomes much clearer after that. So if that sound, that rustling sound is bugging you, don't worry. Hang in there. Uh, It goes away, and the content is definitely worth it because this one is a banger. This is some fucking beef stew for your face on this nice autumn day. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, here we are once again with a lovely returning heavy hitter from the Ghost Scout universe. You know we're talking about Marley Gallardo. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, how are you um, doing on this fine Tuesday in October? I'm doing great. I haven't worked at all, but I'm feeling positive as hell. I uh, had my lavender latte and, you know, 
as soon as we get off of this call, I'm going to start cooking up some, some sketches. Nice. To propose. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that. Lavender latte. That sounds very fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fancy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're living, this New York lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, straight up, like, fancy as fuck from, like, Flatbush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so we were just engaged in a very enthralling convo before we jumped onto the pod, and lots of stuff that I would love to, you know, jump back into and and cover on the record for people. Um, but you were just uh, traveling around for a while this year, and uh, yeah. I'd love to hear about that. We were just actually the last pod was with uh, Max Wilkins. And he was talking about, um, you know, going, uh, he was in Portugal for a couple of months and doing Yay. the illustration thing over there. So this ties in nicely because you were recently uh, abroad and, uh, you know, doing right this kind door. of, yeah, Thanks. exactly. You know, and he was talking about this kind of digital nomad culture that he was experiencing. Yeah. Did you see any of that? And, oh, and yeah. yeah, so, oh, so yeah. take like, us into, take us into your world here. How's it been going? <laughs> It's been dope. I um, so first I like I left around the spring, like April, mm -hmm. and I I knew that I was gonna be like this digital nomad while while I was in Europe. But before that, I just kind of wanted to to get off the radar for a bit. And what better place to do that than fucking Cuba, <laughs> like communist island with like hard, with no internet. Yeah. Uh, so I went off first and um I, in the beginning I was hella stressed because I wasn't working and I didn't have anywhere to work from I had no wi-fi like in order to get wi-fi you have to go to like this government building and wait in line for like an hour then get a card and then that card you have to take it to like another government place and then connect to the wi-fi with your phone on it and then it'll give you like maybe like half an hour to use wi-fi um, so that was just really hard. Like, can you imagine like taking like a MacBook there and then trying to use it? Wow, at, like, that's wild. So that's that's how is that just for foreigners or is that for everybody? No, that's for everyone. Absolutely everyone. Wow, that's like, wild. They, yeah, I know. That's how they like uh, keep track of of the Wi-Fi usage on the island. Wow. So um, that was like intense. So, so yeah, you weren't doing I, any I, freelance from there. No, I could not. I, I like I, I sometimes could check my phone and I would get some work and, and I would be like, I, I cannot, I'm sorry, I'm like in Cuba for like a month. I can't do this here. Wow. So um and I'm a workaholic. I constantly need to work. Um, but this was different. This was like a moment where like you literally cannot work. All you can do is like go back to the basics, go back to drawing with a pencil and a paper and that's it. Um so I, I ended up just like meeting like an artist community there and I did um, I did some printmaking uh, courses while I was on the island and then I just traveled throughout the island like hitchhiking from like one fucking um, city to like Pueblo to the other. I Cuba's the largest Caribbean island. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up just like going from one end of the island to the other um, and just like riding horses all day. And wow, this sounds amazing! Oh my god, yeah. is there videos of this? Where did you capture yeah, any of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did. I was able to like document all of that, but it was good because I'm. Um, it was just really, really inspirational. And I, I met this, I met this artist there. He's like this eighty-year-old artist, and 
Um, he invited me to his studio and his wife made us like some papaya juice and we just sat there this entire like afternoon and we just talked about things and it, it felt really beautiful to like just talk to someone who's been through this journey, this like creative journey, yeah, right? And like part some wisdom onto me. And um, I was telling him like, you know, uh, last year, I'm not sure if like, I think we, we might have done... My last episode either was before Japan or after Japan or in Japan. Do you remember? The, the last time you were on the pod? I think yeah. it was before you went to Japan. Ah, yeah. So, like, I was in Japan for a, a, a month. Mm-hmm. And I chose to go to Japan because, like, I had this intense campaign and it just got a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to be somewhere where I didn't know shit. Like, I didn't know the language, the culture. I needed to be somewhere that was alien to me. Yeah. Um, so that I could just focus on, like, like, be introspective. Just be by myself. Now, was this after um, the H&M campaign thing? No, no. This was uh, before. Okay. This was before, yeah. So, this was, like, after a IBM. I think it was, like, an IBM campaign that just, like, was so intense. Mm-hmm. Like, like, an entire summer just kind of indoors and working like a mad person. Mm-hmm. But uh, I told this artist, like, yo, like, when I was in... Japan, I really found solitude. Like, I really got to know solitude. But here in Cuba, like, I'm totally, like, befriending this solitude. Like, I am my own best friend here. I'm, wow. I'm having so much fun by myself. Wow. And then by the time, and that was really important to me. I didn't know if I could get that or if I could find that or what it is that I was going to find in Cuba. But I just knew that before I jumped to, to Europe, I needed that. So by the time that I did reach Europe, I was in like such a good positive place that like, wow, I I made I made so many friends. They naturally people gravitated towards me because I'm I'm feeling very confident, really happy with myself, with my artwork. Like, uh, so the that move to this like this creative community in in Europe was was just it flowed so easily. Wow, that's like, amazing. Now wait, so in yeah. Cuba. So that means that they're that they're the local artists there. Their art stuff is all self-contained. Then it's pretty much they have like a local art. Like if you're an artist in Cuba, you're only really like active in Cuba. Is that right? Um, actually, no, because the, the Cuban like community, um, Cuba Cubans travel a lot, like a lot. I met people there who have traveled the entire world. Like, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not as, um, perhaps technologically, it's a bit more uh, repressed. Is that the term? Yeah, like I'm just thinking like, man, it must be hard for like the local freelancers there. Like how could you be a freelance illustrator there, right? Like, like, yeah, no, it's for sure harder, but they are are putting their work out there. Like constantly, um, you know, they definitely take advantage of like, you know, the tourist season. So while they're there, they're, they're selling all this artwork. Mm-hmm. But then when tourist season goes, like, I think that's around um, August. Maybe, like, August people aren't really chilling in the island or in September. Mm-hmm. They, all these artists just travel on residencies. They go to Japan. They go to, like, anywhere but America. And wow. that's what kind of shocked me is that, like, here in the States, we think, like, you know, all oh, the poor Cubans and... You know, they're going through so much. Like, oh, they don't have democracy. They don't have this, like, they're not in tune with this American culture. They're completely fine without it. Like, yeah, they yeah, yeah. do not, they do not fucking need us. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, 
it's it, it was eye-opening to see like such a like anti-american like culture like it's not that they're against us but it's just like they don't need us right right, right. like yeah like life continues life continues we don't need your american support mm-hmm. um so i it just it blew my mind like they yeah we might not be hearing about their success but Russians know about their success. Europeans know about their success. Like they, they're all traveling around. They're, they're moving forward. Like that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. yeah. So and and I guess if you were there in a local, you'd kind of find your rhythm of like getting stuff yeah. up on the internet. Like okay, I'm gonna go yeah. like post all my stuff up this day and whatever. So. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's how like they're scheduling. They're like, okay, yeah. Like on Mondays I go and I I put everything out there and then. You know, um, I check my emails and then the rest of the week, I'm just kind of focusing on my artwork. And Right. That's probably even, actually a much better, like mentally yeah. healthy way to interact yeah. with the Internet. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, no one, I, no one I, there I, is addicted to their fucking device like yeah. we are. Except that you notice, you notice that it is becoming an addiction because sometimes you're walking around and you see like this younger generation just all like on their phones, like around the park. Like oh. all around the park because they're trying to like use the the cell like the connection the government connection. Wow. Yeah, and um, I I think the government knows that and they're trying to regulate that. Wow. Now can you? But you but, can make cell phone calls. They have like a local cell network where you can text and make phone calls and stuff. Yeah. There? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's not so easy with for Americans though uh-huh. like, being there because. Like my phone stopped working. I I could not take money out of ATMs. Wow. I could not even log into my like Bank of America like, mm-hmm. online. I couldn't log on to shit. Like I was there was a point where I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And I had to like uh, contact my friend and have them like send me money through Western Union. Wow. But it had to be like sent to some a Cuban because you cannot receive money as an American. So, wow, that's so wild. What a fun adventure, though. That's amazing yeah, to yeah. like just go no, and experience all these. Like, I love things that shake up the things that you take for granted. You're like, yeah, oh my God, these things exactly. are so easy in my life. And then you had to go somewhere where it's different and you're like, whoa, this yeah, is crazy. For sure. Yeah. Even like eating there was completely different. I had to learn how to like learn. I had to learn to eat pork. Like, that's not something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And that I like, over there, it's um, there's hardly there's hardly any chicken, and then uh, beef you you cannot kill a cow like a cow is really important to the government there like you the government regulates cows and they um, you need the permission of them because cows provide milk and cheese uh-huh. and it's so important for like you, you know a child's nutrition so for or like even if you own the cow you cannot kill the cow so. Wow. Um, it's a black market there. If you ever see like beef on the menu or you ask the chef for beef, then it's like, it's, it's black market shit. Wow. um, Smuggle in a case of beef jerky and become a fucking millionaire. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I had to learn to eat pork and that was not something that I was used to. And, uh, I was like, wow, this place is really fucking pushing me. Like you really got to adapt. They probably cook that fucking good pork, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The food was so delicious. Wow. So fucking delicious. Yeah. And it was so safe. Like, being like being there as a woman, I felt... Yeah, you could I mean, just yeah, hitchhike I, around alone. That's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. I got... I mean, like, of course, you're going to get catcalled by, like, 100 men within, like, one block. Oh, but no. no one will touch you. Like, wow. no one will touch you. Yeah. Wow. Because if you 
it, the tourists is so important to the economy there that the Cuban government takes so much care of them. Plus, their surveillance is up. Like, it's way better than the U.S. They have wow. cameras everywhere. And if a Cuban were to, like, I don't know, harm another Cuban, let's say they'll, they'll go to jail for, like, a year or two years. If you hurt, if you touch a tourist, you're in jail between 10 years to life. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's they take care of the tourists so well. So I, I felt really safe. Like, I remember at, uh, at, like, at some points, uh, I was, like, stuck in some, like, Pueblo, and my bus didn't come till, like, 12 a.m., and I was like, well, what the fuck can I do here? And then I was just sitting outside smoking a cig, and, like, this guy's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what to do. And he's like, you want to go to the beach? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks and you take me to the beach. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how much to return? And he's like, no. And like, I'll, I'll do a part of the service. And I just I fucking left with him to, like, the beach, and I felt totally safe. And then he brought me back, like, by 10 p.m. so I can catch my bus. Wow. It was so... <laughs> I felt totally safe. I'm like, I'm not going to get killed over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's good. That sounds like a really fun yeah. trip. Yeah, it was dope. It, like, it was, I was so ready for, like, Europe when I, when, when I got there, just from this trip. Because I knew, I knew that I was going to end up, I was going to be part of a digital, like, nomad culture when I got back. But uh, I didn't want to just, like, jump straight into that. I wanted to, like, be still introspective. You wanted to take a little, yeah, like kind of take a little yeah. vacation before you hit like the I'm going yeah. to work in another place type of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So by the time that I reached Europe, I was like, I was so, I was full of so much inspiration that like my friends thought that I was this like crazy New Yorker workaholic, like that spends all her time in the studio. And I'm like, I'm having so much fucking fun right now. I have so many stories to say, so much, like, I have so much to draw that, like, I'm, I had to be in studio all the time. And isn't that there. such a cool life lesson as an yeah. artist, too? Like, if yeah. you just work all the time, then what are, where are you pulling from? Where is this pool yeah. of inspiration pulling from, you know? Because you can always, like, look at work and get inspired and stuff, but the one of the yeah just the the deepest wells of inspiration is just going out on some adventures exactly. in a new place that is gonna yeah. that is gonna open up your mind and stimulate your perceptions and change the mm -hmm. way you're thinking about everything i mean that is priceless exactly. as as yeah. a as a visual artist right that's amazing yeah. like where are you going to find all the inspiration from if you're like like inside like in four walls all day every day and you're, and you're not stimulating yourself like we're not machines but we can't just make and produce and produce and produce we need stimulation we need to be inspired we need to like experience something and then like be able to transmit that in our artwork yes i love that <laughs> so you get to so you're in barcelona you go to barcelona mm -hmm. and you're you're getting back into the freelance yeah yeah i i don't know anyone in Barcelona either, but I did travel through Barcelona when I was like a kid, when I was, a, well, um, I think, I think I went to Barcelona, um, after, after Vermont, after like my first time at, at ghost camp. Okay. Um, oh, after year one, after year two, after like you came to training yeah, camp, no. you went there? 
Yeah, yeah, after, yeah, after year two. That mm-hmm. was like 2014 or something, right? Yeah, that, yeah, something like that. Summer 2014, yeah. And then that summer after I, after that, I moved to Italy for like six months, mm-hmm. um, studying abroad, and then I backpacked to Spain by myself. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. And I always, like something about it always stuck with me. I was like, I gotta go back one day. And I did. And I went back and I just kind of posted like, oh, things about Barcelona and, uh, a friend, she noticed and she reached out. A couple of artists reached out. They're like, oh shit, you're in Barcelona? And then one of them invited me to um, to the studio. And then she said, I'm the art, like I'm the creative director here. I uh, I could like offer you a residency here. And we just collaborate on something. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like this place is amazing. This like every floor has a balcony and wow. a terrace and stuff. So uh, we agreed that I would do like a, a, a mural, which I've never done a mural before, but that's what I ended up, I ended up doing like a three-month residency there, and uh, um, I did a homage to, to like Barcelona um, on like their first floor, like a welcoming wall, um, but being there, I got to meet so many other digital nomads, and it, like really made like some lifelong friendships. It, it wow. was crazy how immediately I made friends, like um, I think the, the like the two days before I left, they they all surprised me like surprise a party like a bon voyage like all my friends were there they they cooked food for me it was it was so heartwarming like how much love uh, I received in that community. Wow, so that's I, awesome! Yeah, I remember I I yeah. remember seeing some pics that you were posting that looked like you had a fun crew out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt really lucky about like all the energy and all the like the experience that I had there. I feel like, you know, after every trip that I make, I always learn something really, like really valuable, I think, as uh, in this process of like an artist, but uh, also becoming this like woman and adult. Um, and I think out there, I really addressed a lot of like baggage that I, I was carrying with me. And, mm. I, I think that the biggest thing that I got from my time out there was just like, you know, I'm, it's okay to be vulnerable about your, about like your experiences and your emotions. And, um, I always like try and transmit that in my work, but I should also, you know, uh, like, uh, what is the term walk, walk the talk? Like, yeah. you know, I, I always try to be like, you know, this like very serious like artist when I'm talking and I and, and I make this emotional work, but I'm not an, like I try not to be an emotional person, but I'm definitely this time like no, like I make work about it because I am that and I'm gonna be very like my work if my work is authentic, I need to be authentic. Yeah. So that yeah, that's great. Yeah, that that's great. That's like a maturation. That's a like a building up of self confidence. And yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. yeah, more just coming into who you realize you can be. Right. That's that's yeah. amazing and beautiful. Yeah, I I and like I came back to I, I got back to New York and I felt like I was looking at the city with like new eyes again. Yes. I was like I've never seen the city like this before and. I, I felt like in the past I have run away from New York whenever I, I leave, like because I'm just so stressed here all the time. Right, like, right, right. Time. Yeah, I remember yeah. you're always like, I'm getting the fuck out of New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this time now, I was like, uh-uh, like, I'm going to make, this city is home for a reason, and I'm, like, 
I'm just gonna embrace like all the all the shit that it has and yeah. just kind of like be positive, which is something new that even my friends are noticing about myself that I'm just I'm like hella positive right now. I'm in like a beautiful place in life right now. That's and, awesome. Uh, I don't feel stressed all the time that I'm not making work. Like I haven't made work since I got back. I've just been like sketching a few things, but that's okay because I, as I told my friend, like, you know, sometimes I'm not that outgoing of a person. I'm not that social. I'm like a natural permit. And, you know, sometimes I need that. I need to be away from work or I need to be away from people for a little bit yeah. so that when I do work or when I do go hang out, I'm giving you 110% of myself. Yeah. I'm not just giving like 50% of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not drawing as much right now, but I know that like there's something brewing and yeah. I, I'm going to like, when I make it, it's going to be like, Shit. <laughs> totally totally i love that when you can feel yourself like supercharging up and you're like oh man yeah. whatever i'm fucking doing next is gonna be so hype yeah. like you can just feel the epicness of yeah, something exactly. building yeah i love that exactly. or if you get I like a like big yeah if you or if you get like a big project like i remember when i got like you know the mf doom cover or whatever where you're like yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god i'm about to fucking destroy this one like that's the best <laughs> feeling in the world exactly. oh hey yo i forgot to ask you um but you have that puffy jacket on i think it's like making some swishing noise and stuff. Oh, we're, we're, I was going to ask you, know you to take it off before we started, but could you take it off? Because I think that's making some uh, swishing. Oh, you know what? I heard it and then I thought, I wonder if he's moving his legs. I wonder if he's yeah, no, going to the I think that's you. That's me, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I took it off. Yeah, I just have to pee so bad. I'm just swishing my legs yeah. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have gone longer. <laughs> that was good. So, yeah, so that's cool. So what what else about Barcelona? So you said you were there for three months, but then you eventually yeah. had to jump, and you wanted to stay longer, but you had to jump out yeah. of there for some just visa reasons. Yeah, exactly. You can't apply for a visa, um, like, within the country. You always have to apply from where you're a resident from. Mm -hmm. So I have to come back to New York in order to apply for a visa mm -hmm. for Spain. Um and originally, I was going to go to like Morocco and then Turkey and India and you know, Indonesia, New Zealand, and then I'd be back uh, next year. But um, I don't know. I, I don't like honestly, everything happened within a week. I found out that I had to leave the country and I was looking at I had two like um, tabs open and then there was a flight from Spain to Morocco and a flight from Spain to New York. And I, I just bought the New York one. I didn't think twice about it. I just I thought, hmm. There's something that I feel like New York is calling. Like, I tried. I really fucking tried to stay. I had my fucking lawyers. I, I even <laughs> considered marriage. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's I just, amazing. Like, <laughs> I, had, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like the universe has decided that I need to go back to New York. There's something I need to be doing here right now. Yeah. And, um, and now that I'm back, I'm like, mm -mm, you're not going to just, like, fucking... Uh, like be mopey that you don't want to be here and shit these three months you're going to like make something out of it like do the things that you've always wanted to do so you know what I hit up like galleries I'm like I want to do I want to do a solo show like do you have availability do you want to do this and I'm like in the talks of this right now that's awesome um, I'm creating work that I've always wanted to like uh, I I really there's like this bicultural childhood that I, I feel like there's a community that has been wanting it to be represented. Like, what is life as a 
as a kid that like grows up with like an abuela that makes all her like super Latino like remedies, but then you go outside and it's like you know stoop kid like yeah. you're you're in this like hood as like neighborhood like I. I want to talk about all of this. I want to talk about like bodegas. I want to talk about, you know, what it's like to open fire hydrants in the summers and stuff. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like that's, I, I'm like so charged about that right now. And, and just like reconnecting with people and like, get, you know, seeing my own home as like with a tourist eyes, like what is like the beauty of this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like easy to take something for granted if you're just in that environment all the time. But then like the freshness of going and experiencing these other cultures and then coming back and saying, sort of remembering like, oh, I had these ideas of these opportunities here, but then I just kind of was here and they they seemed normal to me and I didn't capitalize on them. But now you're back and you're like, oh, man, like there is still so much potential of things that I can get out of this experience here and give back to this this community Mm -hmm. that I'm a part of. That's very cool. Yeah, like I feel like I'm more uh, like I'm more networking, and I'm I, I try to go and get things when I'm abroad. Yeah, like I try to reach out to like all these communities and galleries, and I'm like, why the fuck don't I do that in my own home? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. It's that idea of that like fresh blood and that like fresh air, yeah. and you're like, oh man, like I can do all these things, and then yeah, to be to it's it's a it's a great thing to be able to then take that back to where mm-hmm. you're from. You know, that's wonderful. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm like so enlightened right now. I'm, I'm like, such, I was telling you, like such a beautiful place right now. We're just so enlightened and uh, I just want to like make work and, I, and I'm really excited about the work that I'm about to make. Yeah, talk more about that because when we were there, you when we were talking earlier, you were really saying like you feel like, you feel like, so, you know, you, you've established yourself in your career and now you're, you're having opportunities and you even get to turn down opportunities, stuff like that. And now you're feeling like, wow, I really feel like I have something big to say and I know what mm-hmm. my work wants to be more than ever now. Is that, is that, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I know that like the, the stories that I tell are immigrant. Like I'm, I'm speaking as like this kind of, I've always struggled with like an identity crisis. Like, yes, I'm Ecuadorian, but I, when I speak Spanish, I, I speak a very gringo Spanish. Like you can hear my accent so fucking hard. And mm-hmm. when I'm speaking in English, you can, you know that I'm from the East coast mm-hmm. and you hear a little bit of like, I'm not pronouncing something right because I'm Latina. Right. So like, I've always struggled with where are my roots? Like I, I, I I'm not just Ecuadorian, I'm Ecuadorian American. Right. Um, and, it's taken a long time to really embrace that. And I, that's what I, I want to talk about. Like I, I'm seeing these two different worlds mixed. Like I, I, I have the way I storytell is through magical realism and magical realism is this genre that really Latinos, South Americans made their own in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. my, uh, this, this perspective is of like storytelling, um, with surreal elements that like they're the ones that like enhance or like kind of explain why things are happening mm-hmm. um and that's i've i just subconsciously have always like, done that like i use magic and surrealism to explain things to tell a story or like uh, get the like the main theme of an article or a campaign across 
and um and then i noticed that within like my own palette um it's so jazzy it's so like new york jazz like miles davis and shit like things that you would only find at some like smoky fucking uh bar or something mm-hmm. um so like it's these two worlds colliding um well like mixing yeah and and that's what i want to talk about more like i just give me any story and and I'm gonna tell it to you, but I'm gonna tell it to you in a very Ecuadorian American way. Yeah, I love That's that. What I, yeah, yeah, it's like that thing of like write what you know, draw what you know, you know. Yeah. But yeah, going on the journey to realize, like trying to find your place, and then realizing that you are your own place, and like I can yeah. do, I can do what I want, and I can explore this on my own yeah. terms, and tell exactly. tell my story is just as valid as any other story out there. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I might exactly. not see it, like you know, I can be the person getting it out there for other people to see. You know, which yeah, is amazing. Exactly. Yeah, and no one can tell that story better than yourself. Yeah, like there's no one. No one can do that story better than you. Especially visually, like for us, it's like, you know, I feel, I feel like that's, that just can't be, that can't be recreated by anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's, that's us right there. Um, like we know what palette, we know what, what is the color that's really going to define something or really explain that story, really set the mood for something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what I'm embracing right now. So, um, you know, I, I, I've done a couple of pieces like this one called the, Penelope's Bodega, which is like an homage to um, Caribbean entrepreneurs that like in the 50s and 60s, um, there was a there was a huge migration of Puerto Ricans um, that left from like that island to the island of Manhattan. And they um, in Latin culture were so used to having like these like uh, small stores because usually people lived in um, in rural areas. Right. And cities were still developing. Cities were not a big thing in Latin America. So when there was a family, when there was someone who did have a car, they would bring all like all the products of the city into the villages, and then they would sell these products from their like sellers. Yeah. Um, and that's how bodegas began. Um, so then uh, Caribbeans brought that like that of their culture into Manhattan, and then the like the bodega culture began. Like it's it's so sacred to New York, right? It's like our church. Here. Yeah. Like it's such a sacred institution. So uh, I, I did that, and and what I love about bodegas is that you know, you know when you walk into someone's culture, like you know if it's an Arabic bodega or Caribbean bodega, Jamaican bodega, like just it, it feels like an extension of their home, of their of of their background. Mm-hmm. And um, and in in like the, the immigrant culture, there's like there's this nostalgia. There's always a nostalgia. There's always a longing for like your roots. So this piece is um is this woman who is um she she's mopping like ocean water that like pours out of this like mural that she has of her island outside of her bodega so anytime that she's really sad and she's missing her home it, it like it spews ocean water yeah and and that's like where that's where i can explain the longing through magical realism but then it also talks about like you know 
city culture. Yeah. Yeah. I love magical yeah. realism. I love that. Yeah. That, um, I, I fell in love with the stories of Borges and like, uh, I forget yeah. the, who was the writer that did a thousand years of solitude. Yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. that struck love. me so much. The, 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 you know, cause I'm, I love surrealism and magical mm-hmm. realism is, you know, just the, yeah. really similar. And I absolutely yeah. love that. And that's the thing that it, resonates it, most yeah. with me as a creative person. Like that's, that's what I strive to feel in my life all the mm-hmm. time. And I think that's why I go- try to craft such a unique everyday life for myself because that is magical realism, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like when, and I love when we're like, I think as artists, we can just tap into that so quickly, like the magical aspects of, of, of life. Yeah. I feel like, like I, feel like, see I, that. I feel like mainstream culture does so much to try to like, to try to like, uh, sanitize and whitewash yeah. and just absolutely cleanse, uh, you know, mm-hmm. of um, mainstream perceptions of magic. Like they don't want mm-hmm. you to think about life being this magical thing that you can really shape and mold and work with. And, you know, they're like, no, this is how life is. You need to show up. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do yeah. what everybody else is doing when really it can be this completely magical day to day moment to moment. Yeah thing and you know I really think like that's I love so much about it and that's what you know I think art has always been to me is like a great reminder of that that like life is life is a 100% absolutely magical and anybody living in you know against that or trying to tell you against that is just like they're confused they don't see it they're just like an obstacle you have to like you know steer around yeah yeah magical yeah yeah yeah, I, I totally feel that. I I feel like we're such we're so sensitive to it, like because we're always looking for inspiration. Yeah, but then yeah. everywhere you look, it's popping up. Everywhere you look, yeah. art is happening. Everywhere you look, yeah. uh, grass is throwing go, growing through the sidewalks, and like life yeah. and and creativity and energy and imagination yeah. and everything is just is truly bursting out of the seams. Like mm-hmm. you can't suppress it. But but mainstream yeah. reality is so much about trying to suppress it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. I man, it's like I I'm, I'm vibing with with this genre so much right now, and I didn't even realize that I had been working with it for so long. I love but that. But it just like finally just one day clicked. I'm like, wait, this is a, I'm reading this, and I'm like, this is exactly what I'm doing visually. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it wasn't it hasn't been explored visually as much as it has been explored in literature yeah because if you look at magical realism right sometimes on google or something it's like the, the fucking shittiest work it's like so like i don't know whales or like fucking i don't know flying yeah. in the sky or something yeah. like it's just it's so cliche it's like the cliche artwork that you're gonna see like people selling like i don't know somewhere in well yeah it's like it's like commercial it's, surrealism or something yeah, right yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like it's, all the all the real essence is drained out of it it's like whatever yeah. imagery is supposed to evoke that and yeah, that's what yeah. it is right <laughs> yeah it's, i know so i i feel like it's uh i wanted i wanted to make it uh more authentic more you know uh, more familiar mm-hmm. that's like for sure i wanted to make it more familiar with like people my age and people from my community and like just like you know like you've definitely passed by a, a mural outside of a bodega and you never thought huh that could spill ocean water probably yeah like things like that yeah 
Um, so the like this is what I'm so excited about, like these kind of pieces that I I, I really wanna I want I want to speak to more about. And then and then I also like I don't know how this one day just something clicked where I was like I'm doing everything straightforward. Like every all the artwork I make is just very straightforward. Like you are just standing and looking like uh, right in front. Right. Like what if I just change that perspective? Yes. Like, what if I fisheye did this or like what if this like you know ligament what if this like fucking um you know uh, arm or leg isn't so anatomically correct yeah like, what if i just loosened up and i feel like right now i'm really loosening up with work like oh, i'm I not so that. rigid about it yeah yeah so i'm like really excited to finish up this piece that i, I posted this like artwork of um like uh I, so far it's just like a street ball scene um, which is so like inner city, inner city culture, just like people are playing basketball in the street and it has like its own, it has its own culture, has its own rules apart from basketball. And um, I posted the sketch and then, and then one day I just decided to share like one little part of it, which is just like a, a Nike shoe. And it just, people really digged it. And yeah. I thought, what the hell? This is just a shoe. Like, yeah. You guys are... Like it's crazy to me, um, but I, I guess like the palette and, and just like the the, the vibe that it, it has around it, people just resonated with it. So I'm so excited to just wrap that one up and and show it and like everyone, you know, what what is the bigger picture? That's <laughs> awesome. And is that a project for Nike? No, it's for myself. Okay, personal project. Totally nice. for myself. Yeah, That's it's a awesome. total personal project. I well, I that, just that I mean, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I just like one day, I didn't even know about like the shoe. I was just one day just drawing. I, I, I was walking around Barcelona and um, I think uh, there are people skateboarding and people talking and guitars and stuff. And I thought like I had been noticing, I had been noticing like the differences of like this community and my community. And I thought, you know, this is a balcony culture. Like everywhere around here, there's balconies and there's like little, little tables and people are sipping their coffee there and talking. And I really fucking miss fire escapes. Like, man, mm. do I just want to sit on a fire escape? Yeah. And like, just like smoke a joint or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I'm like, what else am I missing? And I'm like, oh, I'm missing, you know, people playing basketball in some kind of like corner, like in, in, in some gated, like shitty park or something. That's also like, I, I'm not seeing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just decided to do this drawing and I'm, I'm just sketching and then, someone asked me oh um, what shoes are those and I'm like dude I have no idea what what shoe do you think would be iconic like for this and then they're like oh Nike blazers and I'm like Nike blazers then and nice. just started drawing them that's yeah, awesome like, that's awesome and well, I, had, I had no clue I was tapping into like a whole culture like oh my god Nike the culture for that the culture for that is insane which of course yeah. means that means that soon Nike will be approaching you for for you know and offering you a, a deal with Instagram uh, status with your influencer status wrapped up in it <laughs> it's crazy to me but this I think it hits exactly what we were talking about like if you put it out there, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I, I I didn't want to do things about tech. Like, I don't want to do, all, like, all my work about tech. And then I started just making my own, you know, stories about, uh, like, uh, Latin culture. And then what up? Like, uh, Samsung hits me up. They want to do a campaign about Latin culture. Like, 
that would not have happened if I didn't put that shit out there. Right. Yeah. So now, I don't know. Like I'm putting this shoe out there. Let's see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, that's something that we were just talking about. And I love that. Yeah. You like, it's, if you keep making the same work, if you keep putting the same, like that specific type of work out there, that's the type of work you're going to get. Like, yeah. You were saying no like they were giving you, yeah, they were giving you tech work. You kept getting tech work. You kept doing tech work. And then you're like, yeah, but what does this really have to do with me? And then you're yeah. like, okay, I need to start doing the work that I want people to hire me mm -hmm. for. Right. Which is, exactly. which is a crucial, crucial thing. If you want to mm -hmm. actually be a visual artist with your own voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, like if I, I just I don't want to be put in a box. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to be I'm the tech person. You come to me for tech. No, like I do a variety of things. Mm -hmm. It's like I remember someone I think it was uh, another artist who was telling me that, like you know, um, I never she was saying I never get approached for like newspaper, like newspaper articles or anything. And then one day. Um, someone asked, like, hey, can you do editorial work? Can you do, like, black and white work? And she's like, yes, of course I can. And they're like, oh, we didn't know because you didn't have it in your portfolio. Yeah. Black and white piece. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, that's so fucking obvious. Of course I can do it. But people, like, a lot of clients won't know that you can do that if, it, if they don't see it. It's yeah. like it's just so simple. Like, if you if you want to make work about, I don't know, cars, but you don't have a car in your in your portfolio, no one will know that you can actually do that. Even if you have like the technical skills for it, like if right. you're showing off these beautifully rendered out like illustrations, if there is no car there, you're not going to get that car job. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. That's yeah. like a, that's like one Oh one of starting yeah. your art career is only yeah. draw stuff that you want to be hired to do. Don't waste your mm -hmm. time. Don't waste other people's time, create work yeah. that you're passionate about that you want to do more of and only do that. That's going to be the most direct line to you having a satisfying, lucrative career as a yeah. visual artist. Exactly. Satisfying. That's like the perfect word because you can make work. Like if you're technically good you're gonna have work mm -hmm. but are you gonna be satisfied with the types of like commissions that you get like you know when you first begin you're like i just want any job i'll do any job like i'll, I'll take anything but then after a while you're just like i am not fucking happy i'm yeah. not happy with making this shit all the time like yeah uh so if like if from the very beginning you know exactly who you, like and that's something that i have to learn because my career i i i just it just happened. I did not like, I didn't have the time to like uh, figure out who I was first before mm -hmm. this career kind of just found me. It, mm -hmm. I was just putting artwork up since I was the, like a student in college and all of a sudden my career just launched and I was like, wait, I don't even know what fucking style I have. I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. Like, and I just had to figure that out little by little through commissions. Like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Oh, I like how this one came out. Let me explore that one more. Um, but some people uh, like have the have the opportunity to just like you know focus on on their on their voice for a while, and then uh, when they're ready, they they put that work out there, and they're being approached for that kind of work. But um, I, I feel like for me, it was a learning process. Like I, my career found me quicker than I had found my own identity. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause I was making like, I, I could, I'm, I could make so many different types of styles. I think like I could just, I was just making everything and anything. Like I, I remember like when I was there that second year, like the work that I was making, it was like, 
like intricate detail like pencil work and uh it, i just like it does it, i don't know it, it feels so different to me yeah no I totally I, I said that last time i was like of all the people that have come through here and then made a successful career for yourself for themselves like based on the work you did in camp i wouldn't have foreseen it like i just did i couldn't see <laughs> where you were gonna take it i could see that you were yeah. thinking about stuff and working on some cool stuff but i didn't see the yeah. leap and part of it was because it was like just pencil on paper and so much of yeah. your stuff as we were saying is working with shapes and illustrator and color yeah. and and you weren't doing that in camp but but looking back, I can definitely see the personality that makes it work because like mm-hmm. you were, you know, and I'm sure I said this on the on the other episode, but, you know, you came in and, you know, you're this very small girl and, and, <laughs> and you know, we're like, uh, is she going to make it? And then you just like, you just crushed it. You're like, you just like, you did all the physical labor and you just, you know, you're doing the drawing stuff and you just had great morale the whole way through and like, you know, that that and that was i was i was i remember being like wow she's like very legit so it's you know that that doesn't surprise me that then you went out and you know we're not only able to you know make an art career for or, or, or like a like a make a living as an artist but then also have the personality to you know guide yourself in the direction of a career mm-hmm. you actually are happy with which is great <laughs> yeah i I myself, I probably like already mentioned that. Like, I'm I'm surprised myself that I'm like I can fucking die. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like points yeah. where I'm like, well, what it makes perfect sense though, because right it's like especially it's like that spirit that takes you to Cuba and that takes you here. You know, we always yeah. say it takes a certain kind of person to want to kind of to come out here in the woods and do Ghost Scout mm-hmm. training camp. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense that that is a that Definitely. is a really powerful part of your personality that you want to go and experience these adventures and bring and put yeah. them into your work and figure out who you are through the adventures and through the work mm-hmm. and making it all fit together and you know it's, I think yeah, yeah like it, I, I feel like that's like that's a quality that just it, it the like the ghost shrimp like you know ghost camp community has like yeah. you know that sense of adventure like yeah. it's not just no one would just fucking drop everything and go to the woods for a month you have to be a certain kind of person. yeah you have, you have to, to be have a little that wacky kind of spirit <laughs> yeah, yeah like, definitely yeah. have to be a little wacky <laughs> Yeah, like, all right, let's, 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 let's fucking do this. Like, yeah. let's go. Um, yeah, and I, I've always, I feel like I have that, like, you know, uh, like, spirit. Like, uh, I need to get out of here. I need to go do something. I need to go experience. I can't be in the city for too long. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I always, I, I like to test my own, like, limits. I love that. Like, I love yeah. that because I'm the same way. I love figuring out what I'm made mm-hmm. of by going out and, and getting out of places that I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to be in the like comfort, uh, what is it called? Comfort zone? Mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Comfort zone. Yeah. Comfort zone. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love to push that because yeah. I think that it's when I leave those comfort zones that I make the best work. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's like what pushes me. Cause and even in my own work, like I, I, I just, I notice something, I'm like, hmm, uh, you're not very good at, like, you know, drawing, uh, I don't know, buildings. Well, now you're going to fucking draw buildings for a month. Like, oh, you're not good at, like, drawing eyes. Well, now you're going to be drawing eyes for a month. 
Like, yeah. I just, I really like to fucking push myself. Yeah, I mean, you have to. To evolve, you have to go, okay, where am I lacking? And let me just go into that rather than going, oh, let me avoid it. Let me hide it. Let me do everything but that. Like, you, then you're just stagnant. Yeah. And also, you have that fear on you of like, oh, I can't yeah. take a project like that, you know? Like, yeah. You know, because so many, and I'm sure you experienced it, where a project comes along and you're like, oh, shit, I don't fucking know if I can do that. But you're like, yeah. well, I'm definitely not going to be the type of person that turns down this kind of job exactly. either. Because then, like, what the fuck am I even doing here? So, mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I, I just, when I get these types of, of campaigns and I, I'm, like, looking at it, dude, I might actually just die if I take this campaign. <laughs> like, I don't know. How am I going to do this? Like, this is a lot of work. And then the, I think to myself, like, are you really the type of person that just like says, no, I can't, I, I can't do that because like, I don't, like, I, I don't have the strength in me. No, like, absolutely not. That is not your personality. Like, I fucking like look to the horizon. I'm like, yeah, give, like, uh, is that all you got? Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather try it yeah. and fail it than have not yeah. even had the nuts to do it. Because then you're just going to yeah. be sitting there, like, feeling bad and insecure. And then you're, like, going exactly. backwards, you know? Yeah. No, I feel that. And I feel like it, I love I love to prove, like, sometimes myself wrong. I like yes. to prove other people wrong. Like, since I've been a kid, I'm, like, I'm a scrawny fucking person. Like, I've always been looked at, like, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, Oh, you want to bet? You want to put money on that? Let's go. Like, I, I just, I love to prove people wrong. I love to prove myself wrong. It's just, it's the best. It's the best feeling. I'm like, yo, I'm still alive. I made it. Like, yeah. I, I did this piece. Like, oh, deadline? Oh, I said that two days ago. Like, did you not catch my email? Yeah. That's amazing. So another thing that we were talking about that I found super interesting was you were saying that when you get approached for jobs now, sometimes that comes with uh, them wanting you to also be an influencer for the project and the product and the company. And you were saying how, you know, sometimes that has a lot of mixed kind of feelings for you. And I found that super interesting. And I know other people would love to hear about that. So break that down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I I reached the point like uh, maybe last year or two years ago where, um, like my first time a taste of this was with Microsoft when they wanted me to like promote their uh, some laptop. I forgot what the name of it was, but uh, I was like, huh, this is interesting because like you're not, I'm not just making work for you. Um, and then like the the craziest to me was last year when I did a campaign for H and M, and you know we went we went to this meeting and I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to hear what I'm gonna make for them. And then they were talking to me, they were telling me the creative brief, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, sounds all good. Um, so what is it that I'm making? Like they're like, Does everything sound good? Do you have any questions? And I'm like, Yeah, I got one question. What am I making? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, girl, you're you're gonna be one of the models, we're gonna photograph you. You know, you're the artist. Like you're you're that character within this campaign. That's like that's your identity that we're trying to photograph, like because uh, they, they were trying to promote, like, you know, why H&M loves New York. And yeah. they're trying to promote these characters that New York has. And I, I was, like, the embodiment of, like, the artist. Mm-hmm. Like, the artist of New York. And I, I was like, what? Wait, I'm not a model, yo. Like, did you not see my Instagram? Like, that's art. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, you'd be perfect. And I was like, um, I'm going to think about it. <laughs> and then they're like, well, this is how much it's going to cost. And I'm like, Oh, yep, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm like, how many? It's just like it's one day of work. It's one day of work that you just, I don't know, show up, they put makeup on you, and, and you just like, you know, they photograph you and stuff. Right. Um, and I thought, damn, that's like easy money. It's not, it was not easy money. I didn't, to, I did not know to the extent of like how uncomfortable I am with that. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's one thing, you know, to like, I don't know, sometimes I will do like a little self-love and I'll, I'll post like a, uh, like a, a story of like a selfie or something, but that, yeah, you got I some cool, you got some cool moody pics up there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but those are, I don't know, like I, I really trust the person who is photographing me. Um, I like, they know exactly, um, what I'm comfortable with or like what, uh, what I'm putting out there. Like, you know, it's very important to me what I do put out there mm-hmm. that it really represents me and my authenticity. But then you're completely, um, you're, you're like, you're part of a company's identity, right? Like you're fitting into someone else's campaign, someone else's vision when you right. do these types of campaigns. So that was really hard for me. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not a model. Like I, I'm amongst these influencers who this is how they make their living. They're, they're influencers. They, they know exactly how to photograph. They know exactly how to sell a product. That's not me. Like I somehow fell into this shit and I, I was not prepared for that. Um, so being amongst these like beautiful people who just do this every day and I'm like, what am I doing here? You're an artist. So it's right. just been like some hardcore identity crisis where, I'm like, when I look back one day, like, let's say I make a retrospect, am I really going to be proud of this type of work that I'm making? Am I proud of, like, sponsoring all this shit? And um, I've had to, like, really kind of think about that. And I I do, I don't just accept any pieces anymore, like, any campaigns that, that are more, like, social influencers. It has to be somehow related to art because I can't just, like, promote, um, like, creams i can't just promote like so really it was like more of just on a personal level you're like i don't want to just come up here and be a model i want you to want me to do artwork i don't want i don't want to start to get into a thing where i'm just showing up and i'm just modeling that's just so for you it was just like i personally don't want to do that it wasn't as much like an ethical no 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 it's like personal no it's more personal for me right because i'm you know i'm this person who uh, developed uh, as as a kid who who doesn't communicate so well, and I just draw everything out, and that's that's my world. That's how I that's how I communicate to others. That's my language. That's like my my most fluent language, just my visual like storytelling. And then uh, I somehow got like wrapped up into this like influencer shit, and mm-hmm. I. I just don't feel that comfortable. I was like telling you earlier that I, I, I don't mind the attention to my artwork, but when you put that attention onto me, that's when I start feeling uncomfortable. Right. Because I, I rather you focus on my artwork. You can judge my artwork. If you don't like it, that's what's like whatever. We, you know, I don't really care. But there's a difference as to like you know you putting yourself out there as a person. Like you are the face of everything. And right. And then people just begin to judge you or. I'm just not ready for that. And like some people like props to them. Like they, you know, some people, they are their art themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know, they, they do uh, performances or like they use their body as a canvas. That's not me. Right. (laughs) That is definitely not me. And, um, it's, uh, it's a learning. I think like it's been a really learning experience 
because uh, I just don't identify myself with that kind of identity. Like, I, that's just not me. That's not my personality. I, I, I'm someone who likes to, you know, just chill with, like, just that, like, I'm, I'm more down to earth. I, I like to just keep things simple. I, I don't like the flashiness. I don't. You're like, I'd just rather be at my desk drawing. I don't want to have yeah. to like shoot an ad campaign yeah. with this. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I guess, and, exactly. and we were saying that also comes with the kind of ethical consideration of like the question yeah. of like, am I, am I, am I, am I representing my art and my culture yeah. or am I being mm-hmm. co-opted by a corporate entity to target? Yeah. Like, am I, is this a good representation or like a yeah. co-opted representation, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, the last campaign that I did that was with Samsung and they reached out to me because they wanted to celebrate Latino, like Latinx yeah. culture, mm-hmm. and they want to represent, like you know, the, this emerging, uh, uh, art, these emerging artists, and and just kind of like focus for like, just give a spotlight to 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 um, to Latinos uh, in the industry, which there aren't that many, um, and I, I accepted that project because of that, and. And the prompt was so good. It was just like, you know, just draw what represents your culture. And I mm-hmm. thought, hell yeah. Like, you know, that's exactly the type of work that I'm, I'm creating for myself. And I'm trying to put out there so I can get these types of, of commissions. So that was perfect, I think, for me. That, um, But then that came along with, like, you know, having to promote the, the, the device and having to put my face in it. And, like, yeah. you know, that's, that's when it starts getting a bit uncomfortable for me. But uh, I have to, like, you know, do the pros and cons. Like, yeah. You know, this is this is something that I, I I am passionate about, like my community. Yeah. Yeah. I think any time you get the more and more high profile it is, there's going to be more cooks in the kitchen, and like, yeah. Even if the product is good and the ad turns out good and all that, like. It, along the way you going through that process is like not necessarily just the same as sitting down and drawing at your desk. You still mm-hmm. have to like go through those like uncomfortable photo shoots yeah. and whatever, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it kind exactly. of is that thing of like, well, do I want to do this? And if I do this, it will, it will also give me more money and more opportunity yeah. to keep exploring my work. And there's all these very complicated, yeah. like pros and cons and, and, yeah. and art, art, exactly. math, art mathematics that goes on there. Yeah. Which yeah, I think like is a fascinating. Lot of like a scale, a scale that we have to be like, well, if I do this, then I can do this, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, I just, for me, it's, you know, I've never, you know, the, the, like as a kid and the, and being this, like having this artist soul, you, you want that thing, you want that thing for your artwork, like you want your work to be recognized. Yeah. But then, I just, I never thought, well, what if I'm also what if like I find my own kind of like uh like not your artwork but you yourself mm-hmm. find that a, a sort of thing like what what happens then and I <laughs> that's a struggle yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like I, I don't I don't want the attention yeah like I that's I I'm a simple simple creature <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's so interesting. It's, it's so great that you have a career that has so many opportunities, you know, yeah. and, and that you can kind of think about it and, you know, kind of navigate it and pick and choose. And, and again, I was saying earlier, I love that you have found this level of success and you're still really 
thinking about what it means to be doing all these things because that's so mm-hmm. crucial. Yeah, still like whether you are like you found some like success within your career or not, you're still growing. Like you're, it's not like oh yeah, I'm successful now and that's and this is the type of work that I'm going to be making. Like yeah. no, I'm still like trying to find myself. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to say, how I want to say it. Like there's just it's a constant, you know, uh, development and progress. So growing. Like I, I'm I'm. I have the same like existential questions as someone who is just beginning this career too. Like, yeah, we, we have the same. We we have this like we have similar problems. We're, we're asking ourselves similar questions. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I don't think they're ever answered, right? I mean, you go yeah. through and you 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 kind of keep testing out different hypotheses and you keep yeah. like living and building relationships and learning all the lessons within that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's the beauty of it is it is this like it is this ongoing quest and you never I I never want to reach a plateau where I'm like, well, I did it all. You know, it's like it. that's the fun of it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do struggle to just find an answer through religion, through school, through this and that. And they go, okay, now I can stop thinking about it. Now I don't have to keep probing. But to me, that's the fun of life is like. Is that, yeah. is that, that rawness, that abyss of it, the question mark of it and going in mm-hmm. and going, man, I don't have the answers. And I love that because I've, I just want to keep finding, I just want to keep exploring the questions and finding many answers for all the, for all the future people I'm going to be right. Like, I don't want to be the yeah. same person forever. I want to keep evolving and keep exploring this crazy labyrinth and, and this, in this mansion of infinite rooms that is my life and my mind and, and everything around it. Exactly. Yeah. Like evolving and constantly evolving. And as I evolve, my work evolves. I don't want to make the same work because yeah. if I'm making the same work then I'm the same person yeah. and I'd like to be a bit like, I'd like to be changing just a little bit for the better every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's oh man, I I don't think that in I have felt this good in so long. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Just, I'd love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's it's just such an exciting time. Like I feel like there's greatness ahead. There's like so much energy. I think from the universe. Like I. I'm telling you, like, I feel it brewing. Something, something's going to happen. Something's coming. Yeah. And I'm so excited for it. Like, I'm, I'm like with my sketchbook and my pencil and I'm ready. Like, just let me see it. And I'm, I'm going to fucking draw it. Yeah. Inspirationally supercharged. I love that. Yeah. 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 Like for a while, I feel like that whole trip has just been like charging and charging and charging. And now that I'm back, like, you know, I'm back here, back in New York, I'm back in my playground like all right like it's coming it's coming like i can't wait like the the beat's been like building up for so long yeah and so how long have you been back in new york for uh it's about to be two weeks i think oh wow so you just got back like when i hit <laughs> yeah. you up because i thought you were still yeah, in barcelona yeah, yeah. i was like what time zone are you in let's rip a pod and you're like i'm in new yeah. york wow that's like <laughs> right away <laughs> yeah yeah i got back like on sunday or something wow maybe it, like about two weeks ago and uh i immediately like i didn't even have like a place to stay i just like crashed on my friend's couch for a minute and i just went on craigslist found like the like the the most available apartment 
as soon as possible, and I just I moved in the I'm next also, day. With, I'm looking for the <laughs> most available apartment on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I ended up in Flatbush. Like, I, I just kind of, like, and I moved in with my uh, with my luggage. I only have, like, one luggage. I completely condensed my life down to just that. I only own just a luggage. And I, I came in, and I've just been seeing people. I've been going out. I've been, like, looking for a studio. I've been looking for like a proper like long apartment and you know just like taking it day by day like I, I was telling a, a new friend that I met here like in my entire life I have never been this like ungrounded physically like I everything's up in the air but yeah. I feel the most grounded right now mm. like, internally I feel the most grounded I I don't have a friend right now I don't like a, with a lease or anything and I don't have a studio right now and I don't have all these things that I, I always felt that I needed in order to like be comfortable and be and feel secure and feel like, yes, that is, that is how I know that I am successful because I have my own apartment in New York and I have my own studio and I have all these things, but right now I don't have any of that. And I am so much better off than what I was like maybe a year ago or two years ago. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, just a person with a luggage and a laptop. Yeah. Wow. That's such an interesting yeah. insight. Now, one of the things that that Max was saying when he was in Portugal, he felt like he did a lot of really good work there, but then he came back to, you know, upstate New York where he's at now and where he's from. And he was saying, you know, he, he was really enjoying now kind of being in a familiar place and getting mm -hmm. back into his schedule. And he felt like, he could kind of be more productive in a familiar place. Did you have any, did you see any difference between like, were you just as productive when you were out abroad as you are when you're kind of more in your, in your zone? I think I was more productive in Spain than, well, I mean, it's only been two weeks, but I was so productive in Spain. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was just so energized from Cuba already mm -hmm. that I, I was spending so much time in the studio and like, you know, I, to the point where, like, let's say I had this Bon Voyage party, and then as soon as midnight hit, I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go, I'm going to head out back to my studio, I got to finish some pieces, and then they're like, what the fuck, this is your party, Marley, and I'm like, uh-uh, like, you know, the party, there's another party in my studio as well, like, I got to yeah. go finish some, like, pieces, like, I can't just leave them fucking abandoned. Yeah. Um, like, I was so dedicated to my craft while I was out there, and people thought, oh my god this is like this is what happens when you grow up in new york like you're just like this fucking workaholic like you don't realize that like you need right to, yeah especially in know. spain spain is like super chill culture right super chill yeah <laughs> they're like, like wake up and have like, like wine and stuff and yeah. like very very wine heavy culture exactly they have like a festival every other day and they don't go to work and, like, you know, <laughs> they, they leave for like an hour two hours for lunch and they after they're done with their lunch they come back and they take like a little siesta for like wow. an hour and then they go back to work but then everyone leaves at six o'clock and i'm like yo when do you guys fucking work like do you guys realize the country's in a recession like <laughs> how the fuck are you not noticing this and that's so like, funny no, yeah, they're like, this is just your capitalism, like, you know, culture, like, you know, you have to savor things. But um, no, I was so charged. And then now that I'm back, um, I'm telling you, like, I'm seeing New York, like, with new eyes. So yeah. I'm, just, I'm really, like, taking it all in right now. Um, but I, I'm like, as soon as this is done, uh, like, you know, we wrap up, I'm, I'm going to go back to, I'm, I'm going to start working on a new commission. And I'm just, I, I feel like I actually learned so much 
from being in that culture and realizing that, you know, work is not as important. It, it should not be more important than, you know, um, your time and, yeah. and like your, your time with family and with friends. Yeah. And I did not have that balance. I yeah. mean, like for sure did not have that balance. And mm-hmm. now that I'm back, I'm, I'm really working on that because I could just spend my entire time in the studio working like a dog. Yeah. But I, again, like how, what kind of work was I going to make if I wasn't experiencing life, if yeah. I wasn't having these amazing talks with people. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, for me, uh, I know, I know naturally I'm going to be productive and I know that I'm going to just, I, I cannot not work. Like I, I have so much to say, like I've experienced so much that I'm going to work at, um, like once I'm a bit more stable wise, uh, like, and I've unpacked and stuff, but I am, um, I am setting some, uh, schedule. Like I am going to enjoy my time here and I'm going to enjoy the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. And but, so with all these new kind of emerging technologies, now you're still, you said, I was asking you if you were getting into fatigue <laughs> or anything like that and you, you still working in a pretty basic way, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, dude, to like the point where I was like, "How do you turn off the 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 video aspect of like the Skype call?" I'm not technology <laughs> right, person. Right, 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 right. I'm yeah. so not. Like, I don't understand shit. I was like trying to, like, I was telling you, I don't really know how to like like connect my Bluetooth to my to my phone. Like, how do I do that with my headphones? Um, my baby brother is the one who usually like helps me out with like we do this and this. Um, so I'm I'm very basic uh, with my work. I, I just use my trackpad with my laptop. It's my favorite. I've tried the Wacom. I tried the Cintiq, but it's just I just it feels like it's an like extra. It's an extra yeah. tool that I don't I don't really need. Yeah. Um, and and even in my approach on Illustrator, like people are like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Uh, like, show me how you use this tool. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know that. Why don't you tell me? Like, I, I have no fancy tricks up my sleeve. I have no tricks. Yeah. I just use three tools. I use the pen tool. I use the color tool. And, like, I use the curve tool. That's it. It's just, if, if, I, could, if I could show you my work, not digitally, how my um, process is, it's as if you give me all these swatches of colors, right, of paper colors, and I have a scissor, and I just cut out the shapes, yeah. and I have a canvas, and I'm just gluing all these shapes on top of each other, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. That's, like, the most I can explain, yeah. like, simplifying my process. It's yeah. just shapes on top of shapes. Yeah. That's so cool, because I love that you said that. You know, you you said that basically you just started making work, and your career kind of found you before you even mm-hmm. realized it, and you're working with very, you know, straightforward technology, um, you know, it, it, and and you're just kind of navigating it and, and, you know, figuring out as you go along. I think that's a yeah. very empowering message to so many people, you know, where, yeah. you know, I mean, of course, you did go to art school, so, you know, mm-hmm. that. Now, do you feel like art school really helped you figure things out like if people ask you now like should I go to school or should I you know what what do you what are your thoughts on that do you have any thoughts on that kind I feel of stuff? like well for me it was very important but that, that also depends on how you learn right? mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's a question that people need to ask themselves because I'm a person that um, I don't I don't learn from seeing like my brother on the other hand you know he is so intuitive he's so fucking smart like 
you just you'll see something and he'll just know how to do it himself mm. like some people can just look at a youtube video and, and figure it out i cannot mm. i knew from since i was a kid that i needed tutorship i am a very academic person i need to be in school yeah. and i need to be in that kind of educational environment mm-hmm. to be able to understand something and mm-hmm. be in that kind of mentality so school was always i knew it was going to be very important to me and i do cherish my time that i spent in school because not only did I get to leave this like chaotic environment of like the New York metropolitan area, but I, I, I got to go to this place that nothing fucking happens, like Providence, Rhode Island, where like things happen like <laughs> very eight o'clock. Sleepy. Yeah, it's yeah. so sleepy. It's like there's nothing going on. So I could just focus on myself and my artwork in studio all night. Yeah. And then like just like rethink about the lessons that I learned and um kind of uh, be pushed by all these other like teachers to like try out new things and be given these prompts. And it was just, it's a very brutal curriculum, but I I thrive in that. That's, I totally thrive in like being given all these obstacles. Um, So it really helped me, but it's not for everyone. Like some people are, some people are better self-taught. Some people are better at like, just kind of um, having a mentor or just, experiencing things or like taking it at their pace Mm -hmm. so because i have noticed i have some friends that i went to school with and i was like yeah like this this is not for you yeah this is just debt for you Mm -hmm. and have you ever taken any kind of like uh workshops or any like tutorials or any kind of thing to pick up any skills Mm -hmm. like over your career or have you just kind of stuck with the same working style no i um I actually like I've taken like for example in Cuba I took printmaking. Uh, right. I took a printmaking course um, just because I I'm naturally I'm naturally very strict. I'm like so rigid when it comes to work and um, I I wanted to loosen up and that's my challenge. Like I it's so hard for me to be loose with work. Mm. Um, so I, I felt like especially printmaking and like uh, monotypes that you you could not be more you couldn't be rigid with that. It's yeah. just like you have like your piece of like plastic or glass and, and you have your finger and you have to try to like, you know, make some kind of forms with it and then just put it and then it's like a one time thing. You just put it on paper and you uh, put pressure on it and that's it. That's all you have. Yeah. And um, that's a type of, of, uh, of class of workshops that I'll take, like maybe ceramics or something. Um but as for like maybe digital stuff, no, mm. that's I'm totally self-taught. Like I, I just just use the tools uh, that I naturally gravitated towards. Someone like every 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 month I learn some new tool because someone mentions it to me or someone just kind of watches what I'm doing. They're like, hey, did you know that there's a shortcut for this? And I'm like, oh shit, that just revolutionized my life, yo. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. I, <laughs> yeah, but I no, I don't, I. I if I maybe if I don't know something on YouTube, something like a, a shortcut or I don't know how to change the width of my pen, something yeah. like that. But but I I don't I don't really and my my process is just so fucking simple. Like I, I don't really have to I don't really have to go and take a class for it. I have thought about animation, but I just that is so difficult that I just don't think like that. Yeah, it's like math to me. Yeah. Um, but what I do know is that I am trying to make, I am trying to find this like balance between um, digital and uh, 
and more traditional mm -hmm. work right now. So that's why I'm I'm also I take on these more traditional techniques uh, yeah. classes. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure how they'll marry in the future, but I know that in some way I will uh, I'll do something. Yeah, it'd be fun to see you do more like physical pieces. That would be really interesting mm -hmm. to see what that was, whether it's painting yeah. or printmaking. Or I could see printmaking yeah. like, you know, I mean, linoleum printing and stuff like that yeah. is very, I could see you translating yeah, to that I did really one in, well. I yeah. did one while I was in Cuba. Mm -hmm. I did this, like, I, I think I posted about it, like this called like the healer, like this curandera. And she's like this black like figure with like a skull face and it was all done in linoleum during my time there. Um, oh, cool. That is brutal. That is not like something that you can make mistakes with. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is yeah. so intense. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't sought out much, much um, like continuing ed mm -hmm. uh, classes. Yeah. No. Um, I am giving classes. That's a different thing that I've, I've, it's new to me. Like I am, I'm doing more like online tutorials. I'm doing like a, some features where I show my process. Now, where I, are you doing that though? I, I did that in Spain. I filmed for like three days in Madrid. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's not coming out until like maybe next year. And is that, um, but, but who is that for? Is that for yourself or for? Uh, and, no, no, no. It's, it's for, uh, it's called Domestica. It's okay. like, it's like Skillshare, but mm -hmm. in, it's like the European Latin American version of awesome. Skillshare. Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, my class is about magical realism. Like how how do you build? How is it that you analyze text, and how do you build work from already published text? Wow. So that's my that's my whole uh, like uh, curriculum. Super um, cool. <laughs> now, how did you yeah. like that? Did you have fun kind of getting into that mode? It was it was hard. It was hard for me because I. I just did not realize how much behind camera I was going to be and how much of a script I had to, I had to do and talk. And I'm just not an actress. Like, mm. I, oh, it I wasn't was just like, you doing it. They wanted you to say certain things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Okay. Like, you know, it would be like recordings of my laptop and recordings of how I'm doing the drawing. But then, you know, you also have to talk about who you are, mm -hmm. introduce yourself, introduce you the, the, the influences, tell us about your journey. And then, yeah, of course I could tell you that like right now, I can tell you that as a friend, I can tell it like in person, but then as soon as like I see that little red dot like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. go on, yeah. I just start stuttering at yeah. my lines. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hi, my name is Marla Giardo and I'm an I'm a what? Wait, what am I? Can you like, someone <laughs> yeah, remind yeah, me? Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but some people thrive in that. I do not. Like that's again, like the problem with like doing work that is more, um, you know, with a spotlight on me, I, I, I'm like a deer caught in headlights. I, yeah. that's not, I don't flow very well. And yeah. that's not my, that's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Well, it doesn't show. I think in the, in everything <laughs> that I've seen, it looks very natural and you know, it looks, I'm always, I'm always like, yeah, look at Marley. She's fucking killing it. You know, and from the outside, it, it all is looking very fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I told you like with, with like, with every one of these campaigns that like my face has to be in it. And then like, Two days later, it's like it's been like two days of like anxiety attacks. Like, who am I? Am I an artist or are you just an Instagram model? <laughs> right, right. The yeah, the crisis. 
Yeah. Well, I'd say the, the, the talking part definitely gets easier the more you do it through like, mm -hmm. you know, for me through like training camp and then like doing yeah, workshops yeah. and then doing podcasts, yeah. like the more you do it, the easier it gets. You don't have to kind of yeah. think about it as hard and you're not thinking mm -hmm. about being self-conscious while you're doing it. But yeah, it does yeah. come down to like whether you actually want to make that something that you spend time doing or not. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it's just not, I'm not an extrovert. Like, yeah. It's just, I'm not an extrovert at all. Total introvert. And uh, being put in this position, it's, it's, it's not easy, but I'm learning. I think yeah. I'm learning and like, I'm not going to let my own, um, like self-conscious, like if I were to let my own self-esteem or my self-conscious, you know, the shit like impede my career from flourishing, that's when, you know, uh, I, I'm like, fuck no. Like, oh, you're afraid of being in the spotlight? Well, now you're going to accept this project. Like, yeah, I, that's great. I'm that's so, the way you got to yeah. be. That's how you grow. You know, yeah. you can't, it's just like working out. Working out hurts yeah. because you're growing, right? Like you have yeah. to, you have to endure some p growing pains to get yeah. to the next place you want to be. Like, like, you know, if you have dreams, you have to become the person that can live those dreams, right? You have mm -hmm. to grow. You ha it's, you have to go on the hero's journey and yeah. it's always going to involve yourself. being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You got to push yourself. Like I look at it exactly how I would uh, take on like an artwork, uh, um, uh, project like oh uh they're asking me to work with green well fuck i hate the color green like how am i gonna do this yeah um but then uh when it comes to i don't know something that involves you know sponsorship i'm like well i have to talk in it like am i are you gonna let are you gonna let that uh like be an obstacle with this amazing opportunity like no fuck no like you wouldn't let the color green be an obstacle you're not gonna let like you talking be an obstacle you gotta to go straight forward like you know um an attack like yeah charge at it i love it so um while you were abroad and while you were traveling mm -hmm. did you have any strange or spooky encounters oh, strange or spooky anything weird did you anything. encounter any like strange people or weird people or <laughs> see any kind of strange situations going down oh my god there was so much there was a lot of man uh i i i feel like it, it not not as like spookiness but there like strange shit as in like boy am i fucking lucky like i you know i went to cuba right and then like within two days of me being there trump fucking closed off tourism in cuba like wow. he uh, there, there were like 12 reasons why you can go to Cuba and he closed like, I don't know, six of them. Like you could no longer take cruise ships over there. Like before you could take a cruise ship from Florida and then just do like a port stop for like an hour, two hours and then you leave again. Like, no, like he, there's so many, my friends were going to come to Cuba and all of a sudden that stopped. Wow. That like, is spooky. Yeah. 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 Spooky and I was, Trump. Like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest. <laughs> so I was there and then you know, uh, Cubans like were uh, were patriotic. They like they they painted. There were so many paintings of like fucking fuck America, like you know, down with imperialism and all yeah. that shit. And I'm just walking around like I don't know. I'm Ecuadorian. America, never heard of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but I felt so lucky because had I just had it been just two days or something, I would not have been able to walk like go into the country. It's wow. still a bit hard for you to go to Cuba now. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not the same anymore. And then 
uh, when I went to Spain, you know, I went right when like uh, Spain has been trying, like uh, Catalonia, which is like the state in which Barcelona is in, has been trying to secede from the rest of Spain for so long. And then like last year they had these crazy riots and people were taken to jail, like, you know, the like presidents of, of these uh, of this revolution like it's just so many political kind of prisoners I, I, I would say um, uh, were taken so I I went during a really peaceful time but then I left like on a Saturday I left like on a Saturday then the very next day the the airports were bombarded like by a secret um, fucking uh protest wow. uh, because uh people were just sentenced so um 200 flights were canceled and oh, then shit. from there on like it's just been like the neighborhoods have been set on fire like my friends sent me pictures from outside their balcony of like people running away from the cops and then fighting the street and getting beaten like it's just been intense and it's been like the biggest like fucking um uh, like chaos has been in the neighborhood that I lived in, and wow. I left the like the day before all of this hit. Holy shit! Wow, I, good timing. Just, good timing on right? both trips. Constantly, I'm like constantly having like this real like just really lucky. I I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but I'm like totally gonna ride this luck right now. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't know, like, and, and I show up to these places without any fucking, like, plans. I don't know anywhere I don't have any plans, and I somehow find, like, a place to live, and I make friends. Um, but it feels so, it feels like very, like, the universe is kind of, like, it has its hands in this. Because yeah. this is just so many coincidences, so many luck, so much luck. Yeah, and now you like, said you were at a protest yesterday, right? The... Protest. Did you, you say you were? Did you say you were going to a protest or something? I thought. You oh were yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like uh, I happen to be living with someone who's very much involved in that. So um, and it's like, it, you know, the usual like down with Trump and shit. So, yeah. uh, but not nothing crazy. Nothing crazy here. It's just I, I I feel more comfortable being in a protest behind the camera because one of my biggest passions is photography. Yeah. And I feel like. I, people don't realize that until I mention it, and then they're like, huh, oh, I see it now. Like, I see how you, like, crop into things and the forms and all. Like, yeah. um, I, I love photography, and um, I, I love making portraits and and finding... I, I feel like photographers and illustrators, like, you know, we use such different media, but we are so similar, and, like, hard, people hardly realize that. Like, we have the same challenge. We're trying to capture, we're trying to tell the story in one image. Yeah. And um, and we and we both look at color. We both look at forms. We're both trying to make things, you know, fit heart like with harmony in this one image. So um, I, I naturally just, you know, I, I gravitate towards photography. And I when I do my own references, I take these pictures. So um, when I feel uncomfortable in certain situations, I always have my camera on me, and I just like I hide behind my camera, and I'm just kind of looking at things in a more um, like in the photographers, I'm just trying to find form. So when I'm in these types of things, like a protest, or maybe it's like a, a music festival, or maybe it's like an event or some party. I don't know people. I like something that just has too many people. I'll just I'll take my camera with me. Yeah, that's I, funny. It feels it's like, like I can step away. Yeah, you're like you're like interfacing through your creativity into this place, and it makes you feel like that's how you belong there.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. like I, I, my role in this situation is the observer. Yeah. Like in documenting. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. And it, it really, it, and I, I always learn something from it. Like I always learn, ah, oh, I never thought about actually, like if I'm photographing like this, I can actually draw like this. Like yeah. Why don't I do more aerial things. Why don't I do more like, like ants view things? Why, like trying to be more dynamic with shit. Yeah. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. But um, I can't think of anything supernatural though that happened. Yeah. I yeah. Nothing supernatural. Well, I always have to ask because you never know. It doesn't necessarily need to be supernatural. Spooky things, they can definitely be very natural spooky things. Has anything recently happened to you? That's been spooky? Mm, Yeah. Let me try to think. Mm, You know, I don't think really. I can't really think of anything that spooky that's happened. I, I, dude, I, I just remember something. So oh, like shit. before I, before I left, I did have like a crazy experience. I totally forgot about it, but like my friend actually reminded me of it. Yeah. Um, yo, listen to this. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Deep cuts. So, 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 uh, it was like my last month in my old apartment and I was sleeping. Right. And it was kind of the morning. It might have been like 7 a.m. You know, I'm late. I'm not a morning person. I wake up late. So 7 a.m. And I, I, I start feeling kind of like heat on me, and I, I, I'm in my, I have a comforter on me, and I kind of roll over, and uh, I go on my back, right, and I look up, and then I look towards, you know, my belly, like I look towards my feet, and we're like, what's going on over there? And then I saw, I saw something creepy. I saw like this, this like, kind of fucking strange. I don't know, figure or something. It was like black and red. Like, that's all I remember. I could, mm-hmm. the closest I can describe it to was like that Star Wars. Like, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I, I, there's like this one person that has like black and red face. Okay. Oh, like oh, oh, like uh, Darth Maul or whatever, the guy with the yeah. painted face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what like, I kind of saw. And then I yelled, I screamed at that, 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 like, what the fuck is that? And then it like immediately vanished. And then I, I was so stunned i was so fucking shocked that like i immediately got out of that house and i went to like a store and i bought myself some palo santo which is like a sacred wood mm-hmm. and um the my like ancestors the incas they in south america you, they used to like you know burn that and then you would uh, cleanse you'd cleanse uh like uh your like your environment so mm-hmm. it, it neutralizes the environment um Versus, so the natives in South America used Palo Santo to uh, rid of bad energy, whereas the North American natives use sage to cleanse uh, the environment. So I bought both. I was like, I need a lot of help. (laughs) And I fucking cleansed my, like, the house for, like, an entire week. I was burning sage and wood. And just, like, on every corner of the house, I was just cleansing everything. And then um, I, I, at the time, I was seeing someone who was, like, He's very spiritual, and he came into my room one day, and he was like, there's something happened here. And then I was like, I, yo, I felt something. He's like, I feel that. I feel there's some, like, there's some energy here. Like, Wow, confirmation sure of spookiness. Is. Damn, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Outside was, observer. I know. It, but, but since then, since I did all that cleansing and everything, because my friend was moving in, and I didn't want her to, like, to move into, like, a place where there might be some bad energy. Yeah. So I just, like, 
I had to, every time that I was cleansing, it had to stay, like, real positive. Like, I I was, like, hitting up all the fucking brujas I know, like, all these fucking witches, like, hitting up my mom and shit. And so, like, so what do you do? Like, how do, you, how do I cleanse? Wow. And, and, like, getting the, like, the tips and stuff. But I haven't heard anything from her. I haven't, I haven't felt anything. I haven't seen anything. But that was intense. That wow, was, like, that's pretty spooky. So what do you think it was? I don't know. I have no idea. But I didn't, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I didn't feel threatened. I mm-hmm. just felt, like, observed. I was, mm. I was being watched, wow. for sure. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Oh, yeah. like, it, almost, it almost sounds like a sleep paralysis figure. And yeah. a lot of people have talked about having sleep paralysis yeah. and, like, a dark figure looming over them in bed. And that's yeah. very common. But but then they can't get out of the situation for a yeah. while. So that's interesting. No, I... I've never suffered from, that's the crazy thing. It's like, I never suffered from sleep paralysis. And I did move because, you know, I was on my side and then I turned around, right? I turned around to my my, uh, my back and then I like, and I opened my eyes and I looked and I saw this thing and I just yelled. And then, and like, I immediately like got out of bed and like ran out. Wow. Like I, yeah, like I was, I was fucking awake. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck that was <laughs> Damn, that is very spooky yeah i mean you know yeah. like there i i definitely experience a lot of things like that in the woods where i'll turn around and i'll see something yeah. but then it like will be gone and then you just never yeah. know if it's like if you're just seeing the leaves move yeah. out of the corner of your eye or whatever but i have yeah. a lot i have a lot of experiences like that in the forest but yeah a lot of them you're like you're not quite sure what the you know what what, what the, like yeah what is yeah. What is it like? Is it your but in an apartment is, is definitely spookier. Like almost in the woods, <laughs> it's like almost like you expect because like there should be creatures yeah. out there. There, there should there is animals out there. There's definitely spirits yeah. out there. So like makes sense that like you you know you'd be more. I feel like I feel like I'm almost expecting to have some kind of some strange kind encounter, of encounter out there. But yeah, right in your bed waking up is definitely a little creepy. I know, and like in the like it was so sunny. I remember it just being so sunny, and I thought this wasn't like. This wasn't in the night that maybe Ooh. I saw like a, some clothes or something, and I, I thought it was something else. No, this was like bright early in the morning. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I I never like I don't know I just don't fuck with the supernatural. <laughs> I yeah. don't fuck with it, and yeah. like I I don't I don't know. Some people are willing to like you know challenge it or like tempt it and stuff, and I definitely don't. I like I don't know much about it. But I have hella respect for it. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to fuck with you. Don't fuck with me. Like, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, do your thing. Just do it in someone else's apartment, not mine. <laughs> oh, like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I come from a very, very spiritual family. Like, they, they do a lot of cleansing. Yeah, we they, talked they about that, though. We yeah. talked about the white magic last time. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I, ha- I haven't had to do that in, in a while. Like, I... I I haven't done I haven't had to do any healings or anything. I think the most like kind of like witchy thing that I've done is someone read my tarot cards and that that was about it. Like mm. uh, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, you got a tarot reading. Yeah, yeah, on my first date. <laughs> How was that? Were you into it? Oh, it was a first date, and you went. And <laughs> yeah. you both went. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> no, 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 no. He read it. He read it for me. He oh, was my wow. date. Oh, and he, wow. we were just talking about shit. And then he's like, oh, I read tarot cards. I'm like, 
you want to read mine? And he's like, yeah. Wow. Um, and he read it to me. And what was crazy is that, like, I have always been around men. Always. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I think, I don't know, like, I might have told you that before. Like, maybe I shared that in camp. Like, you know, I grew up with brothers. I mm-hmm. have, my best friends are men. Like, I've, I've just always been comfortable around men, mostly. And I don't have that many female friends. And, um, and then this guy, he, like, read my tarot cards and he, all the figures that popped out were women, all of them, Wow. he said. And then, like, you know, you always get, like, a main card. And the main card was, like, this, the empress, like, mm. the, the most, like, female, like, strong character. And he was, like, you're about to enter, like, this chapter in your life where you're, there's so much femininity. And it was absolutely true. Like, wow. all the, like, most of all my closest friends I made in Spain, they were women. And I was around so much, like, so many women and, like, this... This environment, like this, it was so alien to me. Like I, I just wasn't used to this. And like now that I'm here in New York, I'm not living with my best friends who are these guys. I'm living in an apartment that is full of women. Like it, it's just insane to me. This is not like I'm not used to this, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. And he totally foresaw this. Wow. Yeah. That's like pretty new, fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a new feminine chapter. Yeah, I might go for like another reading now soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i won't abuse it though i like i I don't want to know everything right yeah like what happens if you do them like every day like are there people who do tarot every day do you just keep finding more and more out is that what happens or is it just like the same info like i wonder how that works i yeah Hmm. i have no idea i think that that was like probably my second time that i ever had my tarot reading Hmm. and i am curious as to know right now what is gonna go what like what my like a little insight because I went through that, like I went through all that journey and now I'm back. I'm yeah. like in, and, and I like, I have such different energy. I have such different, like I have a different perspective on life right now. And I'd like to know, like I, I like in myself, like just how I was thinking about like work right now, I feel something is brewing. So it might it'd be nice to like kind of get an insight onto that. Yeah. Yeah, I always yeah. that that's such an interesting thing too cuz like I don't know, I always believe that there's like there's like a mul- there's multiple pathways that you can go down and and manifest different destinies. So like Yeah. is you know which destiny is that tarot giving you insight mm-hmm. into, you know? Like yeah. I don't know, it's just a really interesting idea. I always thought of it as like the possibility. Like right. this is like this is energy that is a like that could potentially happen around you right. if you want it to. Right. Like maybe right. this is like the energy that's around you right now that's like giving yeah. us insight into this one pathway right now because yeah. of like because of yeah. yeah, because of the moment. Yeah. Like yeah, that's interesting. Exactly. And like you can accept whether you like you want to be open to mm-hmm. it. Like cuz you're going to know, you're going to see like these things pop up. Like now that you have this insight, you're going to be like, "Huh, this is an opportunity that was kind of foretold to me." Do I want to embrace it or do I not want to embrace right. it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting the people who can like do it, who can like fucking read this, who can see this. Yeah. Because I definitely can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can only have like since like I feel things like you know I I feel that there might be a change. I feel like there's like some something uh, something might happen, but I I I don't have that insight. Like I don't have that that third eye. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wonder but, if it's because I mean it runs in your family. So I wonder if you started to like <laughs> if you started to practice it. I wonder if you could like oh, yeah. activate that. You know, 
Yeah, maybe. Because it's got to start with that feeling, right? It's got to originate with that into, it's got to definitely be tied to like the intuition, you know? And like, I mean, I, I feel like that, you know, intuition is my biggest thing that I kind of navigate life with, you know, and it's, it, I think it's whenever people aren't doing that, I think it's pretty bonkers because I don't know what you would be navigating with if you weren't using that. So yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm very careful about it because I already know that I'm a hell of sensitive person. I'm so fucking sensitive and like, I'm so sensitive to my environments already. So if I were to open up like the gates to something else that would be like fuck how, oh, do, shit. how do i just like how do i <laughs> yeah like how do i stop like these no i, I don't know i don't know if i could if yeah I could do that. So yeah yeah that's the that other balance. side of it right the superstitious side like yeah. oh i don't want to like evoke the wrong kind of like spiritual yeah. spiritual attention onto me yeah exactly especially being such a sensitive person yeah like then then you're really gonna like fucking get get everything thrown on you and i'm yeah. like ah. I'm living my best life right now. I don't, I don't know if I need to. Don't, don't stir the pot. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to stir the pot. No, hell no. No, not at all. So much respect for like shit I don't know. Hell yeah. For sure. Sweet. Well, we got an hour and 40 in the books here. I think we got a ton of, yeah, I think we got a lot of juicy stuff in here for people. I I think people are going to be pretty hyped on this. So, um, did you have any, any last, any final thoughts or anything you wanted to shout out? Ah, shout out. Oh my God. I wish I was like, I wish I had such like great imparting like, fucking uh, like advice. You've definitely stuff. dropped a ton of wisdom already. So like, you've <laughs> got that covered for sure. Fucking, I hope so. Um, I don't know. I think maybe like the biggest thing I learned this year um, that like, it's just, it's so fucking simple, but I just did not realize this. It's just like um, the, if, the like the most important relationship you can have uh is like the one with yourself first so like if uh if you are not your own best friend then who who's going to be your best friend like so i i feel like that was something that i really learned this year like i am my own best friend i am having so much fun with myself i love that i think i said those exact same words on the on a couple podcasts back when talking to dalton like that's you have to be your best buddy in life like you're never gonna get through it if you're like fighting with yourself and like undermining yourself and all that you're fucked yeah 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 yeah. like you know you're you can be so self-destructive like Mm -hmm. you're gonna bring your own self down like no you have to like pump yourself up you have to be that best friend be like yo you're making this fucking awesome like dude like oh my god this is amazing. Yeah, I think I said like job. I think yeah. you, I think I said like something like you have to be your own best friend on a constant adventure. Like that's what your life yeah. should feel like, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's something that I I have been I think that I have been a mean boss to myself for so long. Yeah. And like I don't want to I don't need to live that stressful life. The work is going to get done anyway. Yeah. So I can yeah. make this like process for myself like fucking, you know, like horrible or yeah. I can like, you know, pump myself up. While I do it. That's that's so key. And that actually ties into something I wrote down the other day. I wrote down, don't let your desire to improve make you feel bad about where you are. You know, like I'm mm. such a hungry person and yeah. I'm always wanting to improve that sometimes I can be hard on myself. Like I'm not like executing this plan perfectly and like I could have done a little more and like I could have been further yeah. along or like I should have capitalized on this more. But like, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, my life is like 
like better than I ever thought it was going to be. Like, why am I beating myself up because I'm not perfect? Like, come on. Like, so it's really important to remember that you can want to improve and still feel really good about where you're at. And that's so cool. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Like making sure not to turn things on yourself. Well, I would, it's funny because what I wrote to myself for so long, well, for like a while was like, you know, going along the lines, like I am sensitive. So like, you know, when I'm, I'm a sensitive person and I'm, I'm registering everything that's happening around me and I, I can't change that about myself. I can't change that I am a sensitive person, but what I can make sure that I'm not doing is I'm turning every, all this shit on myself. Like, yeah, I might be, you know, drowning deadlines and yeah, maybe I didn't schedule things right. And maybe I didn't hang out with, uh, I didn't socialize enough, but you know, I'm, I'm trying my best and you know, bringing myself down and turning everything on me is not going to help the situation. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Just like, don't like, don't turn on yourself. Like, you yeah, know, you, you gotta, like, you have to support yourself. You gotta, you gotta stay out. Like you gotta be your own fan. Like you can't, of, of all, it's already so hard sometimes. Like life can be so fucking hard. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to go against so many things. And then for you to, like not be on your own side. Yeah. Damn. Like yeah. that is just going to be so much harder. Yeah, it's a it's a balance of really keeping it real with yourself but also yeah. being super positive about what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Got to stay fucking positive people. Boom. <laughs> there you go. All right, so where can people find you? Uh I'm on Instagram. Uh yeah, I'm 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 trying to post uh, work, but sometimes I'm not posting work because, you know, I'm just living life. I'm just, you know, traveling. But uh, I try to stay up to date with Instagram mostly. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always posting stories and stuff just like about my daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just a journal. It's like an insight as to like what is it usually inspiring me. But that I think like that's the most that I spend time in. And I spend a lot of time on Spotify making playlists for people so like they can get in the mood to draw and shit. Dope. So where can they connect with that stuff? Your spot your your Instagram is at Yeah, at Marley Gallardo, M A R L Y G A L L A R D O. And then same thing as for uh, like Spotify, Marley Gallardo. Nice. And you're also do yeah. you have one of the you have the Adobe profile too, right? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, it's like Behance. Uh, yeah. I, I, so Adobe bought Behance. So I am. I'm also on Behance and like Adobe and Dribble, and it's you know it's the same. I I keep it hella simple. It's just Marley Gallardo. Tight. Uh, thankfully, no one has the same name. <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, we will uh, say bye, and then we'll click off and wrap it up. So bye, everybody. Where? All bye. right. Now that's what I'm talking about. That is a hype ass fucking episode. I'm fucking hyped off of that shit. It was so nice today to jump on and catch up with Marley. She is just out there obviously crushing it and doing her thing and doing it her way. And I think this episode really pairs nicely with the last one where we heard from Max He's out there jumping off to Portugal to have adventures and do freelance from there. Fucking Marley's jumping out to Barcelona freelancing from there. She's fucking jumping out to fucking Cuba because she doesn't have a nine to five job and she can do whatever the 
fuck she wants. She can take a fucking month off and just fucking ride horses and fucking hitchhike to the beach. That's what I'm fucking talking about. I love it. This is creating your own reality. This is everything we talk about on this podcast. So I fucking love that we're just building with each episode this message to people that it's out there for the taking. So go fucking get that shit, you know? Um... So yeah, that's about it. Uh, whoo, wrapping it up with that fucking <laughs> spooky, spooky story for this Halloween week. Hope everybody's got some fun Halloween plans. We're looking forward to trick or treating over in Maine with the Melhus clan. You know we got some hype UFC on this weekend. You know that makes me happy. So we are fucking hitting it on all cylinders. Up in here in the Goshen fucking National Forest. Get the fucking, you need to get your life to the place where you feel this fucking hyped, you know, because that's what it means to be a creative animal in an infinite universe, you know? So if this podcast is getting you hyped up, if this podcast is something that you look forward to new episodes of, head on over to patreon.com slash ghostshrimp and you can show the podcast some love. Um, and we got some different tiers. We got the $1 per episode fucking green smoothie pledge level. You know, putting those nutrients straight into your brain in the morning. <sighs> get your day started off right with a fucking nutritious green smoothie. You know that's going to get your bowels moving. <laughs> so big shout out to all the $1 fucking pledgers out there. We got friends in there. We got clients in there. We got workshoppers in there. We got everybody up in here. We got employers up in here. Um, and at that $2 level, you get that juicy beef stew shout out. Beep, 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 beef stew. And we got my man Alejandro Fuentes coming straight out the workshop out here pledging. And these are the people that pledged for uh, last week's episode you know so these are all the people that supported that fucking episode with max big shout out to you we got another beef stew shout out going to lou funky that's a new one welcome 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 we love new patrons you know that's how we do it this is how we do it jessica kaka donnie <laughs> Jessica Kakadani. Big shout out to the original $2 pledge member. Never forget. Big shout out to my homie Ghost Scout Butterflesh, aka Seth Bird. We got another fucking workshop alumni and Ghost Scout. And he was just on the podcast two episodes ago because he's fucking crushing it. I'm talking about my man, Velvet Dojo, a.k.a. Dalton Stark. Look him up on Patreon because he's taking over, y'all. We got another beef stew going out to Gerard Jones. Fucking stick your face in that beef stew and eat it with your eyes and your ears. Just get it in any way you can. We got another shout out to my man, Frogodile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Myers. You know he is fucking out there crushing it too. Check him out. 
All these Ghost Scouts are heavy hitters, y'all. Do not sleep on the Ghost Scouts. Check out that roster. Click around. You're going to see some juicy-ass work. We got a Big Beef Stew shout-out going to Jesse Primo. That's another workshop alumni. We got a Big Beef Stew going to Ryan Sims. Big Beef Stew shout out going out there to Armenia, to the Queen of Comics, to Shamaram. Big Bowl of Beef Stew going to Michael Broncado. Michael Broncado. We got another Beef Stew going to Craig Bowers. Uh oh, we got a pledge, a support. We've got another fucking bowl of beef stew going to Bark the Dog, aka the human formerly known as Alexander Lansing, aka Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus, aka Bruce Bigums, expose coming out at midnight on Thursday. Secret cult an investigation into the secret society of ghost scouts don't fucking miss it you know what i'm saying i know what my man mr husband aka chris murray is going to be doing midnight on thursday watching that fucking debut of the documentary we got another beef stew going to my man matt bollinger uh-oh up and comer in the support group, we've got Sam Bag. You know he's dragging around that heavy fucking bag. We got my man Michael Joran, a.k.a. Joran Thornton, Ghost Scout Workshopper. Boop, ba da boop, ba da boop, boop, boop. We've got some beef stew going to Chris Burke. We got some shout-out beef stew love headed to the West Coast for my man, Anthony Scott. Stop motion phenom, guru, god, call him what you want. He's out there doing it. Big shout-out to my neighbor and best friend, Kent Osborne. We got another bowl going to Arguably Art. Uh-oh, my man up in Canada. He loves some beef stew. You know I'm talking about Alexi Giroux. Big shout out, Ghost Scout. Chicky bookie. We got a big bowl of beef stew going out to Devin Newman. Big shout out to the Nobby Wood. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Computer Person, aka Lermy. We a family, y'all. We cousins, y'all. We Ghost Scouts, we cousins, y'all. Fucking Shell Durkin. I know he is fucking loving this podcast right now. Coming out, fucking out the workshop. Shale is shitting from his fucking dick right now. Getting so hyped on this fucking episode. Whoo! Oh, my God. We got a big shout-out going to my current employer and friend, Mark Osborne. Got to see him in the flesh for a short time. 
a couple days ago. And boy, he's getting handsomer by the minute. We got a big bowl of beef stew going overseas to New Zealand or wherever the fuck he may be right now. I'm talking about Ghost Scout Sports Magic. I'm talking about Daniel fucking Foothead. I'm talking about Dr. D. Foothead, Psychedelic Animator MD. You know if you don't know, check him fucking out. Check it, check it out, check it, check, check it out. We got a big shout out going to my man fucking Raphael Tanghall. That Pratt alumni, we fucking went through it together, y'all. He got the $3 on this. Big shout out going above and beyond. Now we're stepping it up to that fucking marinated steak tip level. You got to fire up the grill. <laughs> And fucking heat it up because we're pulling out the heavy meats. I'm talking marinated steak tips dripping with juices. And of course, vegan and non-vegan options, y'all. So we got a big steak tip shout out going to my girl in Puerto Rico, Yvonne Santiago Workshop fucking alumni we've got another spicy steak tip going out to my fucking man johan everby oh we we keep it going we keep it fucking going keep that grill hot because we got another steak tip going for my man perpetual output we got another steak tip. Shout out going to Skyler Bloom. Man, the support, I fucking love it. Big shout out to another workshop alumni, Kayla Decora. Big shout out on the beef stew. I mean, on the fucking steak tip. The steak tip level. She gets beef stew. She gets steak tips. She gets whatever the fuck. Fuck she wants because she's my homie Erica Melhus. And I'll be seeing her in two fucking days. Get them joints rolled up. Big shout out on the marinated steak tips to Charlie Parisi. And last but not least, we've got a steak tip shout out from my man Pablo Meiji aka Young Wolf T extremely hype combination all the names with that one I love it my man all right and now we're stepping it up we're stepping it down we're taking the elevator to floor negative six 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 because at that six dollar and sixty six cent pledge level you know we got the satan's marinated tube steak shout outs and we are kicking it off with my man zeta he's getting that extra meaty devil's dick um, 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 um. You know that that's fucking 
tender meats. The devil's dick has probably fucking got some barbs and fucking thorns in there, you know what I'm saying? But it's fucking, but it, but it cuts you up and it just makes you taste the fucking juicy meats even more, you know? And last but not least, we've got the year six. <laughs> Trying to remember on the fly. Year six camp champion. Beard Lips, a.k.a. Crognack, a.k.a. John motherfucking Mansfield. Fucking chomping on that vegan devil dick Satan's marinated tube steak. And with that, we are done with the shout outs. Thank you, everybody, for pledging your support and your love for the Goshen and Friends podcast. We love you back. Our mission is to fucking hype you up to the max to get you out there, putting in a little extra effort in your week and, and committing to that high morale lifestyle, you know, and while you're doing that. You're also out there spreading that inspiration, spreading that high morale, regardless of, you know, if the people are that speak the same language as you, if they have the same color skin as you, don't worry about the differences. You know, don't worry about what you have in conflict with someone. Focus on what you have in common with that person. I guarantee it's going to make you more hype. It's going to make you more productive. It's going to make that person hyped up. That's how we rebuild out of this fucking backwards ass world that we all live in right now. We can take this over, y'all. Creative animals in an infinite universe with a creative inspirational, supportive revolution. You know, that's what I'm all fucking about. Let's fucking do it. I know my girl Marley's on that as well. You know, we fucking manifesting those positive vibes. We are out here trying to fucking make the most amazing reality that we can and live it every day. So you guys fucking do the same. So make it productive. Keep it positive. And fucking pursue those goals this week. You know, maybe we'll be back with another one. But this is a fucking bye.